stuff like Kind of Talking D with Wilson, which is me, and I'm here. Thanks for coming. I'll be here all hour, and uh, but normally, side stage with Trav, noon to three. Uh, he gives his, uh, sorry he couldn't be here, but next week he will be. And then uh, Locals on the 8, I know, is not going to be here today either. So this is probably the first human voice you've heard in the last 20 to 65 seconds. And those are just numbers that I put in there to, you know, give me time to think about the next thing I'm going to say. But anyway, kind of talking to you with Wilson, talks about cannabis in a positive light, cannabis legalization. We're going to open a fat bag of cannabis news at 420, but until then we got some paperwork. But I'm not going to make you sit through it all. I got some tunes uh, that I'm going to play here. I got my uh, daughter and her man looking at me, getting ready to uh, enjoy the show with me. Uh, so I uh, should, they're not going to say anything, but DJ... Uh, snickerdoodle is uh picking the music so uh she's kind of speaking through music so get ready for that and just let me tell you this hour is brought to you by body butter blackcottagealchemy.com blackcottagealchemy on facebook or you can get downtown go to tochi products and pick it up there uh the black cottage body butter isn't the only thing that black cottage alchemy sells but it's the thing that I'm going to talk about the most. Uh, it's stinking made with kosher, full centra, spectrum CBD, North Dakota for grown hemp, ND hemp seed oil. And again, you can go to Tochi Products, pick that up. And then while you're in there, you can sign the ND for Freedom of Cannabis Act petition, which I'm telling you guys, you should probably, when I'm there in Dickinson, we can all sign it. Because I haven't signed it either. I, there's no real reason why I haven't signed it. I just haven't signed it. So this way you'll get three signatures in one. In a couple of weeks I'll be in Dickinson and I'll search up. But if you're in Dickinson now, Google North Dakota Cannabis Caucus.com. Find out where in Dickinson you can sign. Or again, downtown Fargo, Orange Records, Tochi Products has got what you need. Now, if you find yourself living down by the river in a van, except the van isn't real. The New Life Center helps people who are homeless and hurting go from merely surviving to truly thriving. Their aim is to help people in need discover value and find hope. The New Life Center has evolved into a multifaceted emergency and crisis service center. To learn more about NLC, visit their website at www.fargonlc.org or give them a call at 701-235-4453. Again, thanks for checking in. Kind of talking to you with Wilson. 420, we're going to talk about cannabis news. Uh, we got South Dakota in the news. We got long fingernail shikari in the news. We got uh, some Delta 8 stuff I'm going to talk about again at 420. But uh, again, like I said, New Life Center. And uh, I believe in God. I believe God made cannabis. And if you want to thank them, check out Antioch Church, South Fargo. Again, RadioFreeFargo.org. Donate. CARFF 95.9. Bringing you cannabis talk. It's not really discussion because I'm the only one talking. But uh, again, uh, you're going to check this out minus the music on Saturday at noon on CanadaTalkND.com or YouTube. Or you can check it out on Facebook because we'll post a link there. Again, that's Saturday, minus the music, noon o'clock. But until then, hang tight. It's 420 degrees here in the studio. I'm dressed appropriately. I hope the rest of you guys are. And so here's the first pick of DJ Goofball. Here is Susan's house, Eels. Do, do, do. Susan's house. The Eels. Beautiful freak. Here on Radio Free Fargo. KRFF 95.9. First selection by DJ Knucklehead. And uh, we're going to talk about cannabis legalization and whatnot and what have yous. 
at 420. We still got a little bit of time here. So I thought, well, first of all, I'll tell you about what's going on in North Dakota, kind of. Indy for Freedom of Cannabis Act. It's the uh, constitutional amendment that's being circulated. We have until January. I don't. They do. We all do. Collectively, the collective we needs to have about 26,000 and some signatures all compiled and ready and tabulated and all that stuff by, I think, January 22nd of next year. So if you haven't participated, you should. Orange Records downtown, Tochi Products downtown as well. Indie for Freedom of Cannabis Act, again, is 21 plus to possess, 12 plants, 6 mature, 6 little sheedly babies, licensed business, and that pretty much wraps it up. It's been fully vetted. I mean, they're not going to find any sort of wrinkles in it. However, um, we've seen, and anybody that's listened to this show knows several states got it through, people voted on it, and then they're still being hemmed up, and there's still wrinkles, and so there's no guarantee, but the first step is obviously getting it signed, and South Dakota, we'll talk about that as well, but let me just read this. We got a little time, all right? So marijuana moment, I mean cannabis moment. Oh, we got to take the oath since these guys are here. I solemnly swear to only call it cannabis and never to call it weed. Dank, but dank and slide, marijuana or dope. So help you God. All right, you guys are in the club. Okay, FBI loosens cannabis employment policy for would-be agents. So, I mean, out the gate, you would think, well, I want to be an FBI agent. You don't just fill out an application, you know. Just general law enforcement is pretty, you know, scrutinizing. So to even know that they are loosening it, I mean, I thought, well, hey, if I choose to medicate or if I do something, and even in states where it's legal, you you know, you medicate that way or whatever you benefit by, by using it, you would never think, well, maybe I could be an FBI agent, you know? So it just kind of brought my attention to that. So let's just read a little bit of that and then we'll get some more tunes and then it'll be 420. So the FBI has loosened employment restrictions for would-be agents who previously used cannabis and one of the latest signs that the cannabis reform movement is having a federal impact as more states enact legalization. FBI quietly updated its hiring policies within the past month to make it so candidates are only automatically disqualified from joining the agency if they admit to having used cannabis within, within one year of applying. So it makes me kind of think like if they just don't admit to anything then, I mean, are they asking them? You know, is it a box to check on the application? Because if you said, I don't ha- if I don't admit, then we can just move along. But again, previously, prospective employees of the agency could not have used cannabis within the past three years. So it seems like a kind of a, you know, kind of potato, potato, and uh, the focus being on the POT of the word. Then it's kind of a big deal, I guess. But who's proving it? Again, is it an admission? Is it a box to check? Because if I don't have to admit it, then I won't say anything. And then what? Then I'm a guy who hasn't done it at all or in the last week or two months. So anyway, candidates cannot have used cannabis in any form, natural or synthetic. And we'll talk about the synthetic thing that I learned about Delta 8 in any location, domestic or foreign within one year preceding the date of their application for employment. So anyway, candidates cannot have used it within three years. But again, how do you even know that? Another exemption was added in this latest update. Now, cannabis consumption before the candidate's 18th birthday is not a disqualifier for FBI employment. So if it was a Halloween, you had too many, you know, flaming monkey butts and some guy goes, here, take some of this. You're like, what? Yeah, take some of this. And so you're dressed up as a clown. You think, why not? And then boom, all your dreams of being an FBI, you know, agent is crushed. But not anymore, folks. 
Now, everything up to your 18th birthday will not disqualify you from being an FBI agent. Some might say a spy. Some might say a narc. Maybe you don't want to be an FBI agent. And that's up to you. So it's time for the uh, second musical break by DJ Squigglenees. And this is a double chat from Three Dizzle Nizzle. And I've been thinking about, you know, it's Three Dog Night, but Three Dizzle Nizzle. How many of you guys figured that out? None of you. But that's all right. Here it is. Radio Free Fargo. KRFF 95.9. Kind of talking D with Wilson at 420. Enjoy. A double shot of Three Dizzle Nizzle. First was Joy to the World, wrapped it up and never been to Spain. And I've never been to Spain, but I've never been to Houston because that's what the song says. You know, I, I really am not invested personally on KRFF 95.9 LPFM, RadioFreeFargo.org, streaming wherever. It's about that time. You're like, well, what's that mean? It means this right here. Oh. And for these that don't know, in a mere 10 to 45 seconds, we're going to talk about cannabis right on the other side of this thing. Yo, it's Wilson from Canatalk ND. You know, the super awesome show you're getting ready to listen to. I think you should go and subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'll wait. Okay, enjoy the show. Oh, boy. Hello, everybody. How you guys doing? Hey there. How are you, ma'am? Nice hat. Thanks for coming. Hey, buddy, you made it here with a cane. Good for you. Everybody's here, and we're happy to see that. Kind of talking to you with Wilson. Every Thursday I get in here and we do some paperwork. 420, we open a big fat bag of cannabis news, and this Thursday is no different. And, uh, in fact, next Thursday will be exactly the same, except side stage with Travel Beer, noon to 3. Then after me, Stinky Arts Music Mart. Locals on the 8th and Radio Free Madness here on Radio Free Fargo, KRFF. Anyway, I just had a gap. See, I should have went doot, 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 doot. That's what I've been doing now when I don't know what I'm going to say. I'll just be like, deet, 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 and then it buys me a few seconds. So anyway, um, we got a lot to talk about, and we'll see how much we even get through. But I just wanted to update everybody on the uh, Delta 8. So I got to thinking, because when I walk to the grocery store downtown Fargo here, I see a, a place that ab- absolutely is kind of, every time I've been in there, they treat me like I, I'm garbage. And I don't know if that's in their you know job description or if it's just the kind of people that they're hiring, but I've always had a horrible experience in there. This time wasn't any different, but I noticed they had a Delta 8 sign that blinking 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 in the window so i thought today i'll stop in there because i'm you know i'm an investigative reporter you know when i'm not cleaning and so uh i uh, go hey bro um why's the sign he goes yeah it's still legal you can get all you want and i said well i thought that it was made illegal on house bill 1045 he says no it's legal can i help you i'm kind of busy and he said exactly that so i said well excuse me bro i mean there was nobody even in the place you know, and whatever he was doing, I could have done it if it meant getting a couple more sentences out of him. But it, it piqued my kin- my interest. And then I'm like, well, maybe it is still legal. So I stopped at another place and they were much friendlier, I might add. And they said, uh, well, what's happening is, in fact, they did pass it, but there's a lawsuit that's happening. And so while they wait for the results of this lawsuit, because apparently people weren't happy about making this Delta 8 illegal. And so there's a lawsuit pending. Well, until that's won or lost it's a stall so it's still just like it was so technically if you're in north dakota you can get delta eight pretty legally now if you're a store owner and you're accruing inventory at any minute they can you know slap the gavel gavel and then say boom it's upheld and then you would be up to all kinds of fines and jail time and everything so the place i was at said we just we can see the writing on the wall so we've never sold delta eight and then i pursued it a little further 
And they told me, and you can take this for what you want, but they said it's basically synthetic sprayed on just like the spice, just like K2. Now, if you know anybody that's ever done, you know, bath salts cousin, K2 and all that crazy stuff that kind of looks like cannabis, but it's just got some stuff sprayed on you. In the Florida prisons, they call it twacking because they're just like flopping around, they're puking. And that's the stuff they're essentially creating for Delta 8. And if you've never done spice, well, you don't know that that's similar to the the feeling. And if that's the case, and I believe that it is, I don't think we should be ingesting Delta 8 at all if it truly. And then there's a quality issue, I guess. Just any old CBD will have that stuff sprayed on it. So anyway, technically, if you got to have it, if you're just twitching, you need that Delta 8. Technically, it's available. I don't encourage it, but apparently there's a lawsuit pending. And when that uh, falls, when that pushes through, then uh, it'll become, you know, illegal, punishable by whatever the fines are. Um, At the end here, I want to tell you about we've got the June Illinois monies. I love uh, the monthly, uh, the monthly uh, Illinois, how much you made monthly thing. I don't even know what I'm trying to say there. But uh, each month they give me an update on what they've sold and where they've sold it to. And the last few months, cannabis is uh, outsold liquor in illinois so that's pretty stinking cool so let's uh, start talking about south dakota south dakota should have heard something today we should have heard something today about you know about amendment a so the fact that we didn't so that another week without a ruling from south dakota supreme court on the amendment a case this is why we filed potential and this is south dakotans for better marijuana laws i mean cannabis laws this is why we filed potential 2022 initiatives last week so we'll talk about that more but They've uh, they've filed all kinds of uh, legalism. Basically, they're acting like they're getting screwed by the judges in South Dakota. And Christy don't know. That's basically. And so these guys can see the writing on the wall. They've, they're, they're now thinking the judges are going to say no because they should have said yes, because to implement it, they would have they should have said yes so they could do it properly. So anyway, I just wanted to say that. Uh, they have. Cannabis reform advocates file potential 2022 ballot initiatives. Today, Brendan Johnson, Melissa Mantele, and Tim Bayon filed five ballot initiatives with the South Dakota legislation. Four of the initiatives are cannabis legalization initiatives that take different approaches to the policy. Only one of them would ultimately advance to the ballot. The fifth initiative would repeal South Dakota's ballot initiative single subject rule, which is hemmed up, you know, Nebraska, it's hemmed up Montana, and it's currently hemming up South Dakota. So that's pretty awesome. So they've got five, they've got five stinking, so they're not, they're just not waiting. And so that's cool. So anyway, so let's talk about the medical cannabis, which is interesting because first of all, in North Dakota, you can't bring an out-of-state license in to North Dakota and use it, but you can in South Dakota. So South Dakota is pretty, it's pretty a stupid, it's pretty a stupid, you know, it's got a lot of regulations. It's a stupid, I speak on it. But anyway, the one thing they did make is the concession for the tribal cards and out-of-state cards. So now, basically, if you've got a North Dakota card, you can buzz into South Dakota, jump in the reservation, the Santee Tribe, and get you whatever you want. Well, up to three ounces. And so I was reading this on Facebook, and the question was, Is can anybody issue clarification on whether or not a California cannabis card is going to shield you from prosecution for the possession of three ounces or less of flour in South Dakota? Because it says on the website that South Dakota and out-of-state cannabis card will protect you. 
and here's the tricky part. Somebody said that since most California medical cards aren't technically state-issued, that it wouldn't protect you here in South Dakota. By not state-issued, it means just, you know, you're visiting, you pay the $40 to a doctor who only does cannabis cards, and then he recommends you a medical cannabis card, and you can get it. But you have to go the more costly and timely route is to go through the county that you live in and receive an actual card. But, so that kind of limits your ability to get on a plane, fly to Vegas, and get yourself a little Cardi card, and then come back to, you know, Sioux Falls, and then use it at the reservation. But but it should get you thinking about how you could, say, work around the fact that there's no dispensaries in South Dakota, and if the people that hate it have their way, and they're in the majority, it could be till October, November, before there would be more than just the Flandro-Santee Sioux Tribe. And so we're going to get into this article from Kiloland that kind of tells you how the hospitals and doctors in South Dakota are going to treat this new medical cannabis thing. And I can assure you, North Dakota, nobody liked it. They turned their shoulders up at it. Big Pharma's real. Cannabis is not that. And they don't have a system to take you for it. You know, if anything, they'd almost have to allow it in free and, you know, who, you know, heal you for free. That's ludicrous. And so I'm going to kind of run that down because if you're from South Dakota, you'll be able to figure out where you want to go and i know there's a va workaround as well and if you want to get a hold of uh committee for compassionate care on facebook and they'll tell you exactly what you need to do because i don't think you go through the va i think you go through another doctor you fill out this form and then you can bypass that federal mandate which is the va thus federally illegal but i know for a fact i have friends in the in this very town that has a medical card and bypass the va that were combat vets so I believe that'll still be the case in South Dakota. But again, get a hold of Committee for Compassionate Care and they can uh, they can take care of you. So let's get through this. Medical cannabis is now legal in South Dakota, but the only people currently issuing cards are the Santee Sioux Tribe. South Dakota Highway Patrol has issued guidance that they will only recognize these cards as valid if they belong to an enrolled member of the tribe. And with the state not issuing cards till November 2021, the only other cards currently recognized are valid cards from other states, which again... Oklahoma, I think all you got to do is sneeze on a counter and they'll give you a medical card, you know. And again, I'm not telling you what to do, but if you know somebody in any of those states, use their address as a permanent address, get yourself a little Cardi card, and they'll mail it to you. Boom, you go to this Flantee Sioux Tribe. And I heard that the whole, they're not going to um, valid uh, cards that aren't from the tribe. That's not true. I read it more and they'll tell you more. But the guidance from Highway Patrol also states that the citizens will not be arrested if they claim to have a valid medical reason. So, again, you just go, you know, like when I got hemmed up in South Dakota, I'd be like, anxiety, anxiety, it's for anxiety, officer, it's for anxiety. And then and then I can prove it because I'm freaking out. That's that's the kind of anxiety 101. If I'm curled up in a ball because I think I'm going to go to prison and I'm too pretty for prison, then I'm going to prove my condition. And I'm going to be very anxious, you know. If anything, I might just start telling you stuff. Yeah, 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 I got somebody in the trunk. Yeah, yeah, I do it all the time. Yeah, I've shot things. Yeah, I'm angry, you know, because I'm anxious about the outcome. Because in South Dakota especially, the outcome was never really good. So with this in mind, many of those who could benefit from cannabis may be wondering if their doctor will sign off on their use for it. So we're just going to kind of go through a little of these. Sanford Health was asked, will uh, issue guidance to their physicians on recommending or certifying cannabis. Uh, Here's what Dr. Joshua Crabtree said. Sanford does not endorse or oppose the use of medical cannabis. We will wait to receive further guidance from the South Dakota Department of Health as they complete the process, which is jargon for we're not going to speed anything up. 
Because if you thought it benefited your clients and your patients or just quality of life could be increased, why would you want to just allow the further, why would you want to wait to receive further guidance? Why would you wait? You wouldn't. You would say, let's do it today because my patients are worth the quality of life that cannabis would provide. So that's like, you know, for you South Dakota people, we, we are familiar with this in North Dakota. This is basically, we're going to try not to tell you we're against it because then we would sound, you know, discriminatory. So we'll tell you that we're neither for it or against it, but they're against it. So once the process is completed and implemented, Sanford doctors will determine the use of cannabis on an individual basis and what they feel is medically best for their patients, which again, that's going to cost money. You're going to have to, all that just isn't going to happen overnight. So anyway, Avira Health, uh, Kilo Land News reached out to Avira Health, but has not received a response regarding their policy. So that's another no. Uh, Monument Health, uh, in a statement sent by a representative, they told the news that in general, our physicians are free to decide whether to certify. Now, I think that so far is your best one. Uh, This means any choice would need to be addressed and agreed upon between a doctor and a patient. But again, you don't get to be a patient and they don't get to be a doctor until you pay the money. You don't call anybody. You got to set it up. There's a lot of stuff you got to do. And that's kind of the problem when, when you think, well, statistically, I make enough money to get medicine. You know, when we should all benefit across the board, you know, it's hanky, you know, and I don't think we should be waiting at all, especially for combat vets, PTSD victims, blah, 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 do, 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 do. Sioux Falls VA healthcare system, they were first referred to the healthcare system who told them they were unable to give specific comment. Uh, the policy uh, VA clinicians may not recommend cannabis. Uh, clinicians may only prescribe medications that have been approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. At present, most products containing THC or other cannabinoids are not approved. But again, there's a workaround South Dakota. Committee for, uh, Committee for Compassionate Care will take care of you, and they'll tell you how to work around that because you can. Uh, Mulbridge Regional Hospital spoke with a representative and sent a list of questions via email. Have not yet received answers. This story will be updated when they're available. Well, Mulbridge doesn't seem to be getting back with them, huh? Prairie Lakes Healthcare System is currently in the process of working out their policy, which is another no. They just, they were the one that got to, hey, we'll tell them we're working on our policy. It kind of sounds like maybe they want to. It sounds like they're, you know, they're doing something, but that policy very well could be a zero tolerance policy. You know what I mean? Surprise. That's what they'll do. Uh, let's see. South Dakota Association of Healthcare Organizations is actively providing information and resources to our members on best practices from other states that have implemented. It always has been and will continue to be up to each system to put in place their own policies in accordance with state law. Again, that's the uh, that's the better one. And let's read. Let's read a little something fun. Huh? Let's read something fun. Cannabis moment again. Illinois sells. Record number of cannabis products in June. So, how much do you guys think they sold? That's close. DJ uh, Giggle Knees said four, but it's a it's close. Uh, the sales rang in at about one hundred and fifteen point five million total. Uh, they sold more cannabis products in June than any other month since recreational retailers first opened shop at the beginning of 2020. So while that figure is marginally lower, if it could get lower, it's the latest example of the popularity of Illinois' adult use cannabis program, which continued to thrive throughout the pandemic. There were 2,000,000.5 cannabis items purchased in the state last month, valued at $115 million. About 79 million of those sales came from in-state. Wow, state visitors accounted for $36 million of those purchases. Now, that's nothing to sneeze at. 
And again, do you think all that stuff's staying in Illinois? It's not. So if you're a border state, you might as well just make it legal. You know what I'm saying? And it's the fourth month in a row that recreational cannabis sales have exceeded $100 million. And last month saw a slightly harder sum. Uh, Illinois took in more tax dollars from cannabis and alcohol. Let's give the fact that Illinois took in more tax dollars from cannabis than alcohol a hand. That's right. From January to March, Illinois generated about $86 million in adult-use cannabis tax revenue compared to a measly $72 million from liquor sales. On a monthly level, June tax dollars from cannabis also exceeded the state collected in liquor tax by more than $10 million. Governor Tony Evers is getting tired of hearing about these sales figures, he said in April, joking that Pritzker always thanks me for having Wisconsinites cross the border to buy cannabis. And that's the thing. If he knows that, you know, it's a big joke. This, is, this isn't about your health and safety, folks. It just really isn't. But, so let's talk about White House and U.S. Anti-Doping Agency criticized cannabis ban after Richardson suspension. And if you live under a rock, you know, like Shikari Richardson was a fast girl, super fast. She was so fast that she was going to be the one that was going to represent the U.S. in the Tokyo Olympics. And she's in Oregon, completely legal state, and she peed a dirty. And so the anti-doping agency, the U.S. anti-doping agency, apparently has that under the performance-enhancing drug. And uh, she has a month suspension, so she's not going to be able to compete. Now, everybody was like, well, she should have followed the rules. I say the rules are stupid, and they were based on nothing founded. You know, show me when cannabis should have been made illegal, and now we're just thinking, well, maybe it's not so bad anymore. It never was bad. There is no proof of that. So you tell me a rule. Well, I mean, it was a stupid rule. Some rules are dumb, you know, and uh, it, it was created for it was racially motivated and greed. Greed and racism is why stinking cannabis is illegal. Now, anybody could change it. But as long as it's on the controlled substance up there with heroin, we're not going to get anywhere. And so this is kind of, you know, when you have the White House criticizing this and whatever. So here's what I think. I think they need to make up their mind. I mean, cannabis either makes us stupid, laying on the couch, eating chips, or we're fast. Are we either running really hard? You, know, you don't just wake up in the morning and run fast. You've got to, like, be motivated, super motivated. I mean, there's a, a certain group of people that are walking. They're kind of motivated. These guys are going way faster than that on cannabis. So are we lazy or does it enhance performance? I mean, that's what's just such a big fat joke about this, you know. So when you look at all the facts, you should just let her run, you know. But the problem is, is, again, she claimed that her she lost her mom and, you know, she used it to cope. Now, again, there's probably other ways to have coped, but who's to judge in a legal state, but prove that it's a performance-enhancing drug. And they know that she didn't do it before the race. So, I mean, I would think pride. The U.S. Anti-Doping Agency should have pride in our athletes. And how many, how many examples in growing up in high school that the big dummy dum-dum that couldn't tie his own shoes still got to play in a football game because he could throw the ball? They had some smarty-smarty do his test. I mean, and since this is proven to not be a performance-enhancing drug, tell her, you know, our condolences to your mom. Now get out there and win USA, USA. That's what I'm saying. But it just, 
crack me up. And in my opinion, if you've ever seen the length of Shikari Richardson's nails, they're probably about six inches long. Now you're saying, well, what does that matter? Well, she's in a relay race. She's a relay race. That baton is going to be further on her hand than anybody else. She's going to have a six inch reach. That's probably what? 0.5 extra seconds a second. I mean, technically those nails help her cheat. Who's talking about the fact that she's faster because the nails are longer? She's got a longer reach. Nobody, nobody talks about that. You know, so I'm thinking, well, man, she should be disqualified for having a fake reach. I mean, she should only be able to hold the baton at 62 inches from her shoulder. Now it's 69. Well, that's got to equate to time. But it's kind of talking to you with Wilson. You know, you're not going to get smart listening to me. However, you're not going to get dumb either. <laughs> RadioFreeFargo.org. 95.9 KRFF every Thursday, 420. We open a fat bag of cannabis news, and that's what's happening now. So I'm kind of just setting up how these people are changing. They're uh, criticizing the band. A growing chair of prominent voices are calling for a reevaluation of Olympics policies that punish athletes. So what have we talked about so far? FBI has, re- you know, has reduced their qualifications to be an agent. So that's cool. These guys are clamoring about how they think it's bad. Uh, It does stink, said somebody, uh, when they asked about her decision to bar the athlete. I don't think there's a better definition of it. 30-day suspension. Um, She had lost her mother. She'd gone through a tragedy. She's also the fastest woman in the world. And I think she's also the fastest woman in the world. So, And then I think she's sending a lot of messages to the girls out there. You can do this. And so that's kind of what the thing is, is when you think she couldn't just not done it, You know, because it kind of, I mean, I'm not going to lie, it kind of makes cannabis users look bad. I mean, she's the fastest girl. She was an example and a role model to girls. And I don't know how else to say this, but she used an excuse. Well, excuses don't make winners, you know. And so now somebody's going to probably run faster but slower than her, but they use self-control. Now, again, I'm an advocate. I mean, there's no question, but... It looks like she couldn't just wait a few minutes, you know, until she won. But it looks like she's still going to be able to run in the relay race, so that's cool. And uh, let's talk about something else, should we, folks? But, yeah, Shikari Richardson, those nails, I mean, that has to give you a leg up a little bit. And especially when you're running, a leg up is half the battle. Ah, man, I'm funny. I'm really funny today. But it could be worse, and I'm just trying not to, you know, I got my... I got my people looking at me, so I'm kind of trying to be a little extra. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. Nevada sports regulators ditch cannabis penalties for fighters. So now fighters, they ditched it because uh, days after Olympic suspension. So at a time when drug testing policy in sports is under sharp national scrutiny, Nevada sports regulators voted on Wednesday to make it so athletes will no longer be penalized over a positive cannabis test. So that's fantastic. The Nevada Athletic Commission agreed to enact the policy change, which will amend its anti-doping policy and remove the threat of suspension over cannabis use or possession for fighters. And if it wasn't about the money, if, if you didn't make there's so much money in busting a person, you know, the jail time, the gas in the car, you know, the handcuff bill. Everything is all inflated and it makes you money. When you remove that from the system, they have to come up with something else. So it's going to take a lot of money or something to get that controlled substance scheduling to get off of there with heroin. Because everybody knows that there's no way cannabis is as bad as heroin. You know? 
but there's a lot of money being made. And so that's the thing. But anyway, the Nevada Independent Zachary Bright. I wonder how smart I wonder how smart Zachary Bright is. Fighters will still be barred from competing in events if they showed up physically intoxicated. Now, Mike Tyson said he got all hopped up on the old devil's uh, greenery, and he said he he fought his best game. You know, he it was the only time he did it. But he broke the guy's collarbone. He broke his jaw. I mean, he said he could literally see how everything was played out. He said it was the best, and he was better. You know, so what does that mean? Did it was did that enhance his performance? I mean, he didn't keep doing it. So, you know, that's a whole problem with performance enhancing drugs or steroids or whatever you shoot in your butt. Because you go faster, lift more, not just once, every day. So, uh, so yeah, I think it's it's high time with a GH that because uh, one day somebody's going to come up with the ability to test you within the time frame and that's what you would think vagary would be something that would keep you know would allow shikari to race because if she said listen i it was 30 days it was 30 days you know it should have been out of my system well what does that mean you know i mean she should be it's, it's just a stupid stupid kind of like thing that really really kind of makes me sad but anyway south dakota medical if you got a card and you got to visit South Dakota, you're in luck. You can come on in, stop in the uh, the Santee Tribe, and get yourself taken care of. Now, let's talk a little bit about these four. South Dakota cannabis activists unveil four legalization initiatives for 2022 ballot pending Supreme Court decision. So they're waiting in the wings because they just... So anyway, if the Supreme Court declines to overturn a February ruling that nullified voter-approved legalization initiative. Activists are going to go all in on the ballot initiative process. So that's just really good to see. And those South Dakota marijuana dudes or cannabis dudes are just really grinding. And it's really good to see these guys because South Dakota, man, they they need a big smack in their law enforcement kind of look at us. The people have spoken, you know, because if any group of law enforcement had started getting like they ran the place, it was there. You know, but anyway, it's almost like you could see the dollar signs in their little baton as they smacked you in the face with it. There's also a fifth measure that the group is backing, which would eliminate a single subject rule for the ballot process, a policy that led to this whole thing. Um, I'm proud to be a sponsor of these initiatives, said Melissa. Activists recognize that the state's ballot laws means they are up against the clock to get any of the measures approved for circulation and to collect enough to qualify. They will only pursue putting one of these on the ballot if Amendment A remains overturned. So they've got a constitutional approach. Number one, it's possession of up to one ounce would be illegal for adults. Constitutional approach and approach two would be possession of up to one ounce would be legal. They could grow up to three plants. Then we got the statutory approach. Possession of up to one could grow up to three. Let's see. Regulators would have until July 1st, 2023. Then a 15% excise tax. Public consumption would be banned and punishable by a civil fine. I mean, just imagine how mo- how much eagle eye the cops are going to get if they can spot you doing it in public. I mean, they'll be jumping out of dumpsters. They, they'll have dogs that can smell it just so they can catch you in the act of it in public, you know. So if Amendment A is fully restored by the South Dakota Supreme Court, then we would not move forward with these initiatives. So basically it means like these guys have done extra work to be ready because if they're not ready and they say Amendment A failed, then they're not going to have enough time to get you, the people, these ballot initiatives. 
So we remain hopeful that the South Dakota Supreme Court will make the right decision and restore Mimini. However, we need to be prepared for any potential outcome. As we come to an end of Canada Talk ND with Wilson, every Thursday I get in here. 420, open a big fat bag of cannabis news, and this Thursday was no different. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming, even though you still got your shirt off, sir. That's okay. But next time, put on a shirt. Would you, buddy? Fargo, downtown Fargo, Orange Records, Tochi Products, Indie for Freedom of Cannabis Act petition is inside there. If you're in town visiting, bring a petition and bug some people. You know what I'm saying to you? You better. So anyway, thank you for listening. Right before me is usually side stage with Trav. Today he was out of the office, noon to three. Then after me is Stinky Art Music Mart. And then it's Locals on the 8th and Radio Free Madness here on KRFF Radio Free Fargo 95.9. Adopt a Pet of Fargo Moorhead is a nonprofit organization. Adopt a Pet is a volunteer only local animal organization whose primary goal is playing rescued pets in loving and responsible homes. They utilize foster homes for animals until they are adopted. Adopt a Pet of Fargo Moorhead is a no kill shelter. To learn more about this organization, please visit their website at http backslash backslash adoptapetfm.org backslash. And finally, the Center for Avian Adoption, Rescue, and Education is a non Profit all volunteer shelter for exotic birds. The object of care is to provide shelter to care for resocialization. That's like taking them to the bar and stuff with little vests when necessary of birds with the ultimate goal of finding them loving forever homes. Care educates the public about the proper care of exotic birds. Care's normal hours for the general public are Wednesdays 5 to 7, Saturdays 11 to 2. To learn more about care, please visit their website at www.care.net. Well, the final song by DJ Jellybean is swimming in your ocean. Here it comes. Swimming in your ocean. Crash test dummies. God shuffled his feet. 1993. What a great year for crashing and testing and being dumb. KRFF 95.9. Radio Free Fargo. Canada Talk D with Wilson has just been had by everybody. Thank you for coming on through. Right after me, Stinky Arts Music Mart. No Locals on the 8th this Thursday. And then Radio Free Madness. This show is brought to you by Black Cottage Body. Butter is the business. BlackCottageAlchemy.com. Black Cottage Alchemy on Facebook. Or you can go outside here, downtown. Tochi Products. Go in there. Tell Joe Wilson sent you. Pick you up some of this body butter and sign the Indie for Freedom of Cannabis Act petition, which is in there. It's also in Orange Records. Again, thanks for tuning in. I'll be back here next Thursday. Educate yourself so you can educate others on the benefits of cannabis. Get on back here next Thursday. David Allen, Judgment Day. Peace.